everyone and welcome back to the Mental Health Scoop, the show that discusses prevalent issues in our daily lives, how to accept them and how we can overcome them. So I hope everyone's doing really well. Today the sun is, oh my goodness, it's actually shining. Um, and I know I was hearing so many people say that they couldn't get up last week and they couldn't get motivated because the rain was so bad, like it was atrocious. Um, but you know, that's really understandable because when you look outside and you see the gloomy atmosphere, it's really easy to know to kind of adapt that as your overall mood so you know now we have a chance to get out there have a nice walk clear the head and like you know how much I believe in the importance of vitamin d for positivity so you know there's my advice for today but I'm going to get in and explain a little bit about the contents of today's episode so you know it's extremely deep and, and it's invasive but it's a phenomenal story and I'm going to be talking to Mia Fox and um, you may know her from TikTok who discusses her journey with depression on a whole other dimension the impact it had on her family and how social media actually saved her life so we really get into the depth and discuss the importance of opening up as that first step and acceptance of what's going on and the ability to manage and maintain a positive mindset for recovery so now I'm joined with Mia Mia thank you so much for joining us today Thank you for having me. So excited. Uh, So am I. Um, Do you want to start maybe with sharing a little bit about yourself to the listeners and, you know, where you're from and what you do? Yeah. So I always take this question. It's like the hardest question to ever ask. (laughs) Um, But my name is Mia. I'm 22. Um, I live in Brighton. So anyone knows who that is down by the sea. Um, And I work in a children's hospice right now. Um, my background is the funeral industry, which is always a weird one, but yeah, I'm working in a children's hospital at the minute and absolutely loving it. So yeah, that's me. Nothing too exciting. And do you want to get into how I met you? So I, you came, I came across you from my For You page. And if anyone is a TikTok user, you'll know what I mean by that. <laughs> so you're, you got into TikTok then, Mia. Um, and do you want to explain a little bit about how that happened? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, it was in November, I believe. And, um, we were, this is when everything was sort of unsure what was happening with COVID. We were going back into a lockdown and I had just came out of a relationship. Um, so obviously it was a bit of a tough time and I spent a lot of time with him. So at the time I was thinking, well, what can I do to distract myself, but put my focus into me? And I've always been very much a person that has I've been a bit of a relationship hopper. I've never really worked out how to be happy by myself. So I was like, right, we're not going to be talking to any guys. We are going to go and we're going to do something that I enjoy doing. Now, I always loved watching TikTok. I just never made any videos. Um, So I thought, what can I make? So I decided to go on there and start doing day in the life videos and after a while I was thinking what can I name it what can it be about I was actually the the reality is right now I'm really really sad (laughs) so I was like I'm gonna film myself and see what I look like throughout the day and I was never gonna post it so I remember filming myself and I watched back my whole day which is 60 seconds in a day and I was really sad and I was crying and I just thought you know what I should probably post this just so that it's out there and then I know it's out there and then I'm going to have to better myself before people start thinking I'm this really sad, miserable person. So I decided to call it um, day one of not letting depression ruin my 20s. And that is where it hit off. And, you know, you've been really vocal about, you know, your depression journey. And and that is so important because, you know, so many people, as I said before, before we were talking there about, you know, so many people I know know one about you and everything. And it's really inspiring that you're so open about your journey. And, you know, like, what did that kind of derive from? Like, you've, very, you've been very open about your mental health. So, like, what kind of things did you experience? Um, what do you mean? Like, to do with mental health or, like, yes, from like TikTok? Your journey from um, with mental health. Where did that kind of so, so this, my, my journey of mental health began from a very young age. 
And it's funny, actually, that we're on here talking about it now because it was only the other day I was, you know, you get like the little Facebook memories pop up. And one of them, put, one of them I put, and I think it's about 10 years ago, I put, um, I'm so sad, I don't know why. And that is a perfect example of what my mental health is. I'm so sad and I don't know why. Um, and it probably started when I hit puberty and it just got worse as I got older. So when I was about uh, 13 years old was when it was probably like I was really questioning what was wrong with me. I had nothing that really happened in my life to trigger anything. And I know a lot of people's mental health is triggered by stuff they've been through and things like that. But I had a very nice upbringing. You know, my parents were still together growing up. Um, I had three sisters um, we went on holidays, lovely Christmases. I was very privileged as a child, um, but I could never be happy. And I, I, I didn't get it. I couldn't, I couldn't understand why. So I got to 13 and I remember I, I just got in the bath one evening. Um, and I just want to say before I say this, this could be a trigger warning to someone listening, but um, so just understand that trigger warning. But I got in the bath one evening and that was the first time I had self-harm myself. And I remember I got out of the bath and I ran into my mum's room and I'm 13 years old. So when I think back at this now, I was a, I was a kid and I ran into my mum's room and I was screaming, crying. And my mum was screaming at me like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And my sister started screaming. We're very close in age. I remember my sister left the house and had to go for a walk because she was going to be sick. And I just couldn't tell them why I did it because not, I didn't even know myself. Um, so yeah, it started from there and, uh, got worse as I, um, got older. Um, and then it got probably at its worst when I got into my twenties, I got out of a very, um, awful toxic relationship with someone who I really, really loved and they really broke my heart. Um, and I would never blame them for my mental health, but they definitely made it worse. Um, and when I was 21, so I'm 22 now, I'm going to be 23 in May. Um, but when I was 21, I was at my absolute lowest. I'd been through a lot with this relationship. And I remember I just sat down, I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I can't fight it anymore. I, I wasn't getting any help. I wasn't on any medication. I was like keeping very quiet about it. I spoke to a few friends and family about it, but wasn't. I was never telling the truth. I was never telling the truth to the extent of how I was feeling. And I remember just one night I went away and I wrote letters to my family and the next day I'd planned to end my life um so I that day I wrote all the letters and I thought right I'm gonna I need one more cry for help let's see if I can stop this I just went into panic mode I was like I'm really gonna do it and I convinced myself I was gonna do it so I drove to my sister's house my older sister and I just was in tears crying and she literally she's always been like really like honest with me like she's been a bit of a savage and she's like you need to sort your life out um but I've always looked up to her in that way she's been very honest with me and I went to her and I just said I can't do it anymore and she was like you need to sort yourself out Mia you need to sort yourself out tomorrow I'm calling the doctors and you're going to the doctors and even if I have to go with you you are going in there and you're telling them how you feel so she called the doctors and it's me going to her for that last cry of help she saved my life and I don't think she's even aware to what, what she did for me like like I said I had letters written out that I was you know I was ready I was ready to give up but I had no fire in me left um and yeah I went to the doctors and I got put on antidepressants and that's sort of when my my mental health started to get better um and yeah it went from there so there's all there's a lot to it but I mean you'd be here all day listening if I was telling you all the whole journey 
But it is, it's amazing when you think about it because that's one of the main things associated with mental health. One of the main advices to be given is to open up. And I suppose, mm-hmm. you, as you said, like it, opening up essentially did save your life. And that's why you're here mm-hmm. today because you did open up. And like how, if you if people that are struggling, you know, are listening, like, can you tell them how important it is to open up? Because I'm sure in your mind you were thinking, oh, I don't want to say because I don't want to seem like I'm sad. I maybe don't even have a reason to tell them why I'm sad. You know, is that the kind of things that were going through your mind and prevented you from telling them? Absolutely. So I was always thinking, um, my family, we all have a lot of love for each other. We're not the sort of family that talk about our emotions and we never really have. So I didn't feel confident enough to go to my sisters and be like, I feel like this because they were always known. I was always known as, uh, you know, um, moody, uh, snappy, sleeps all day in bed, doesn't do anything sort of thing. Um, so they sort of just thought that was my personality trait and didn't, didn't think that it was actually depression and growing up now I mean mental health is spoken about more which is incredible and that's what we want in our generation um but when I was in school you know no one spoke about depression anxiety the only person that ever did that I knew of was Zoella talking about her anxiety and I remember like listening to her and being like oh okay I can kind of relate to how she feels um so what I would say is the most the most important thing and I I will always live by this because it saved me is opening up as soon as you talk to someone about how you feel and you share your emotions with them it's like a weight is lifted off your shoulders because it's not all just you anymore thinking about it you've got someone else that's taken it taking it on a bit and they 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 give you advice and they say look you need to do this you need to do that um I would say that talking about your mental health can genuinely be a cure for your depression because I went on the medication I did all the things they told me to do and nothing worked for me I actually came off the medication I took myself off of it because as soon as I took that medication it was just a reminder every single day that I'm depressed every morning that I took that pill it's like right here's my depression pill you know so as soon as I started opening up and talking to people that's when I started to be so self-aware of what I was doing and how I was feeling and I was I remember saying to people like oh I just lay in bed all day I just sleep all day and I'm like, wait, Mia, you lay in bed all day and you just sleep all day. You're literally wasting your life. Like, get up. And it's just me that had to tell myself that. But because I've seen other people's reaction to what I'm telling them, and they sort of like frown at me, like, what are you doing? Then I'm like, oh, okay, I think this is wrong. And I started changing my routine. And that's it's, how I did it. It's like switching your mindset to be more mm-hmm. positive. And yeah. As you, as you said, like your sister would say that to you, you need to get your life together. And that's kind of what you were thinking. You need, it's, it can be hard because, you know, it's easier to jump into bed and put on your pajamas mm-hmm. and watch Netflix and things like that. But if, you know, if you're taking a hold of yourself and telling yourself the right thing to do for yourself, then it is going to make a big improvement. And I suppose, do you feel like it did help off instead of the medication? Yeah. Absolutely. And this is the thing, there's a whole stigma around uh, people with depression, you know, you get called lazy and um, you you don't want to do anything and you don't want to work. It's not that, you just physically cannot do it. You know, the thought of even getting in the shower and brushing my teeth was like a task in itself. Like I had to think about it for five hours before I could do it. Um, so obviously when I went on the medication, I thought, okay, this is going to be the cure. This is what's going to stop it. And I started taking these pills and they were like, well, Mia, it takes three weeks to settle in. I'm like, okay, well, I've got three weeks until I'm going to get better. I can fight this three weeks. And then like the sixth week came and I was like, I feel no better. Like I'm not feeling anything. All I felt was I felt like a zombie. And I always say this to my viewers. I say, look, medication is different for everyone and it may really work for you. But for me, it didn't work. Like I couldn't cry if I wanted to cry. So instead, I just started talking a bit more. Like I would call my friend and be like, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't see you today because I feel really sad. And she'd be like, Mia, talk to me. She'd be like, what's making you feel sad? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, has anything triggered it? I'm like, maybe this or maybe that. And then I identified a trigger. 
So once you identify the trigger, you can deal with the problem. I thought I didn't have any triggers, but it turns out I have loads. And like I, I've spoke, I've done an interview before where I said like even a small thing like the smell of a Sunday roast would be a trigger for me. And it's because, and then I, I looked into it and I was like, well, because on a Sunday we would always have a roast and the next day I had school. Now I didn't like school. So then I identify the triggers and then you deal with the problem. So I think just really sitting there and working out, even if you want to write like a mind map and be like, where has this started? What is the problem that's adding on to it? Um, and then you can sort of work out like who you are and how your mind works. And then once you do that, you're you're in control of your thoughts. You're in charge. It's not your depression's in charge or your mental health's in charge. You're in charge of your own mind. And that has really, really helped me. Yeah, and that would be like a really common therapeutic practice as well. Like in therapy, you know, it's it's like trying to get obviously reach the root the root of the problem. And as you mm. said, you would write down your kind of problems. Do you think that helps you? Yeah, absolutely. And I still journal now. Like even if I have an amazing day, I sit there and I write everything down. So I just have a general field of stuff and I can look back and it's from like the start of my journey, like before I started TikTok um, to now. And like the difference in the way I'm writing and what I'm putting in there is just completely different. So I always make sure I'm writing down how I feel. I identify the happy, the sad, little bit moody. You know, if it's the time of the month and I'm a bit irritable, I write it all down just so that I have it and I'm aware of it. And then once you put pen to paper, you can sit back and read on it. It's like, I felt like that because of, this something happened this day or I was really happy today because I did this or I'm just happy in my own company like small things like that I find really 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 help and I suppose like looking back as well and all your entries you know it's just it shows you how long and how far you've come you know the the motivate like it's motivational just to continue the way you're going because you're doing so yeah. well and and I want to touch again on what you said there which is really important like you said about you know whenever you have depression you know you're looked at as being lazy and things like that there I suppose you know at your lowest point I know it's probably not the easiest subject to talk about but was there like definitely things that you used to enjoy doing that you completely just lost love for being sociable I mean like I love I love like even more so now but I love like seeing my friends or going for lunches or going for dinners um but I couldn't do anything like I remember every year there's my granddad's golf meal and um because he like runs a golf club and he has this meal every year and he's so proud to take his granddaughters and he invites us every single year and for the past two years I cancelled and he was devastated but I just could not bear to be in a room full of people and it wasn't even so much that I had social anxiety I just couldn't sit there and pretend to be happy for four hours I just couldn't do it so my safety was staying in my staying in my bed and, and not leaving so it definitely ruined a lot of things for me being sociable and people would always say to me Mia you always cancel or Mia you never reply and I, I lost friends because of it I have lost friends because of it um and I've actually not long ago reached out to one of my friends that I, I lost and sent her a massive paragraph and said, look, um, I'm really sorry to how I used to be because I wasn't I wasn't the nicest person. I was so someone could say something to me and I would just kick off because I was just so irritated by everything. Um, and I remember I sent her a message a few nights ago and said, look, even if I don't get a reply from you, I just want to send you this message to say that, like, in a way, I've sort of recovered and I'm a completely different person now. Um, but yeah, it affected my life in a lot of ways. I lost a lot of people through the process, which is always hard, but not everyone's going to understand, um, what's going on in your own head. But then it's, that's again, is another part of the improvement is that you are realizing the things that have gone on in your past, the things that maybe you could have changed and you're trying to rebuild them relationships, which is really important. And then it's given you something to look forward to as well. Do you think maybe you're like getting out more, you know, outside and things like that? Maybe you're building up that social, you know, that thing you missed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think lockdown has helped with that as well. I, 
I can probably speak for a lot of people to say they'll never say no to another opportunity. Um, but for me, uh, in the beginning, lockdown was like a safety. I was like, I don't have to go out. I don't have to meet anyone. I didn't have an excuse to stay in bed. Um, whereas now I'll go to, you know, just go to the supermarket with my sister, like just so we can walk around and look at the food. Like I will do anything. I will talk to anyone. Like opportunities like this, I would have never have thought about doing in a million years. Like I would have not not spoke on on you know, on Zoom to a stranger, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. Like that was just not, not me. So I think me being able to get better has enabled me to actually be a normal, you know, girl in their twenties that I can do. I feel like I could do anything, especially when things open up again, like even to go out to a club and like be with strangers again and have a drink, like it wouldn't make me uncomfortable anymore. Instead, I look forward to things. I'm, I'm, I would never look in the future. I'd be like, right, I've just got to get through today. And that was my coping mechanism for a long time. And that's okay. You know, that works for a lot of people. But now I think, what am I going to be doing next next week? I want to put some things in my diary. Like I want to plan some things. Um, so it's nice to actually start living life like everyone else was. And I missed out on so much because I spent so much time in my bed, in my room with my curtains shut and the lights off. And that was my life for a long, long time. Yeah. And like, as well as you said there about your granddad and like the situation with your family and you thinking that you know it was just lying in bed was kind of your you know that step that you've taken to go on TikTok like that it's unbelievable now you're not like you're not like holding your back from even your friends but you're now opening up to like the whole world and they can see your journey like did that did that really like add to your you know your you know improvement yeah absolutely I felt like in a way I was needed people needed me um and that was the first time in my life I felt like I had a use for something, I had something to live for, you know, people relying on my, my videos every day to be posted for them to get better. Um, and it wasn't until like, I started reading the comments properly and people were like, Mia, I've started copying your days and I can't tell you how much we've improved. Um, and people were just writing, I've got thousands of Instagram DMs of people telling me how much I've like, they say you've saved my life. And every time I read it, I'm like, what I saved your life. But like, they genuinely mean it. Like I'm getting heartfelt paragraphs. They're telling me their whole story. Um, and it's so hard to get back to everyone because there's hundreds, but there's some of the stories I've listened to. And I'm like, how is it that my 60 second videos a day have literally saved your life? But I wish there was someone like that when I was at my worst and I could have watched that and been like, oh my God, I can relate to them. We're so similar. Like I also lay in bed all day and cry all day and don't go to work and do this. But I, when you're in that mind state, you just think you're the only person. And that's the thing. Depression is very selfish. It is. It's facts. It, you are All you're worried about is yourself, but you couldn't care less about yourself. So I think reading the messages from all my viewers and reading the comments and thinking, oh my God, there's people actually like me out there is just, it blows my mind because for so long I thought I was so alone and I'm really not. So that is one thing that I always take from that and be so grateful for that I've done. It's not even that that they like you, is that they also care about you as well? Because even, as you said, like even I read through some of the comments and people were saying, Mia, you haven't posted a video today. Like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's really lovely to, you know, from you being at that lowest point whenever you thought that, you that you know, no one cared about you enough and you were just going to maybe end it for yourself just so that you didn't have to be that burden or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, now you're thinking that you're like everyone is relying on you and they're like, re- you're just really inspiring so many people. And you know, it, it's not, it's also known that I suppose like TikTok can be a, a culture that can be quite t- like toxic, just like the rest of social media. So mm. like, I suppose you haven't really experienced any of that because, you know, what you're putting out is positive. So what you're bringing in is positive. 
Yeah, I've and that you know, I'm so lucky with my TikTok platform that I really have experienced a, such a small amount of hate. And it would only be people coming on and maybe picking something up about my appearance, like something like that, or what I'm wearing. Um, but majority of the comments are so lovely and I mean if anyone comes in my comments and says something nasty you've got everyone commenting on it like don't say this to me so it's like a a big family I've got but I have been so lucky because TikTok can be awful and I've seen some of the stuff and it's just horrendous but I, I have got no hate because I think a lot of people actually even if they don't like me and don't like the way I look they flip through my video and they watch it because they can relate and they're like oh I see so much of myself in her can't stand the way she looks but I'm gonna keep on watching (laughs) But yeah, but I suppose like it's unbelievable that like everyone, you know, there's people from all around the world and and I think that is what it's down to is the fact that, you know, you're it's how honest you're being to everyone that, you know, people re- are admiring that and respecting what you're doing. And um, because obviously mm. it must have taken so much, you know, courage to do something like that. I suppose when you were feeling shy and anxious and things like that, did you even expect to, you know, have this type of response? I never thought anyone would watch my videos. I remember I posted my first one and it got like three views in like four hours. And I was like, okay, no one's no one's watching them. But that's fine. I'm going to keep on doing it anyway because I really enjoyed it. And I remember that day, I the day after I uploaded my first one. And I think my second video is me and my, my best friend who I'm bubbled with before anyone thinks that I'm breaking lockdown rules. <laughs> um, we went to Ikea to, to collect a package. And I said to her, Kayla, I'm going to start doing day in the life videos. And I didn't tell her. What, what they were going to be called um and she hadn't seen my first one she doesn't watch tiktok and she was like oh, okay like okay you do you like go ahead and um i remember like i sent her what it was and she was like oh i didn't know you were making it about your depression mia and i was like i know i didn't really either but i'm gonna do it anyway so i just carried on doing it i remember i went to bed and then i woke up and then one of my videos had like blew up and there was like hundreds of like comments and likes and views. I think that is, it had like 200,000 views. And I was like, wait, <laughs> this is out in the world now. Like one of my videos have gone viral. I don't, like, don't know what to do. Like, I don't, do I stop? Um, and I didn't want to read the comments. And I clicked on the comment section. I was like, I'm just going to have to read them. I'm just going to have to read them. And every single comment was just incredible. And I was like, wow. Like my mind was blown. I literally sat in my bed, like shaking. I was like, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what I've started here. But everyone was so nice. And this is when my um, Instagram like DMs started blowing up and girls sending me their stories and guys. Um, and it was just mind blowing. I just never expected it to happen. I genuinely did not think anyone would watch them ever. And also, like, like whenever, um, you know, you've just started doing that and you continued to do it, you know, that was probably motivation for you in recovery as well, because you got up in the morning, and you said, I have to do this for my viewers. I'm going to plan out these kind of things to do. So that kind of made you and like think of other things to involve in your day. And then that probably was a big part of your recovery process. Yeah, I would. And it's so it sounds so silly to say, but I I say this with my chest because I truly believe it. TikTok saved me. And I know for a lot of people, you can't they can't say that because, again, you know, like we said, it is a bit of a toxic platform. But TikTok saved me. If I didn't do my day in the lives, I would hate to think where I would be right now. Because like you said, I had to get a video up. So of course I had to get up in the morning. I had to have a shower. I had to open my curtains and I had to make my bed because that's what people are waiting to see. That's They're waiting for that bit of motiv- motivation and I had to give it to them. Um, and then as the days went on, I was like, you know, what? I want to start doing something fun in my day to show them. So, you know, even if I was going to the supermarket, I would show them like today I've been filming. I've hardly done anything, but it's just little bits of my day that people look for that little bit of light. You know, if I can go to the post office and post a package, you can do it as well. If I can get up and have a shower, you can also do it. Um, so, yeah, TikTok has changed my life. It really, really has. 
And like among that, like the day-to-day things, the videos you do and things you plan, like is there anything that you kind of stuck to every single day that was a big part of your recovery process that maybe you would recommend to somebody that's struggling also? Um, yeah, I would say, that, like I said in the beginning, the main things were getting up. So my my biggest thing was getting up in the morning. I was, I've always been one to be up till 4 or 5 a.m. Um, and at that time when I started my TikTok, I quit my job impulsively I quit my job and I was like I'm not working anymore I can't do it I was calling in sick to work constantly so I didn't have any structure in my life I just came out of a relationship with someone that you know was my best friend and I spent all my time with um I had left my job that that pays my bills you know so um I wasn't I wasn't getting up at all I wasn't leaving my room my family were getting irritated with me because it's like you're not working you're 22 years old you're not doing anything um so one thing I, well, a few things I always do, um, is the first thing I do is get up in the morning. Um, and I've really got into like manifestation and things like that. So I start my day by getting up and this sounds a little bit crazy. You have to bear with me. (laughs) I get up, I put my feet on the ground and I thank the universe. And that's something I do every single day without fail. So I know that if I haven't done that, it's sort of, I'm not having a good day because I haven't started my day how I should be starting it. So I make sure that I get up and I have breakfast um, and I have a shower and I get dressed and then I can start my day and do whatever I like. Um, but when I didn't have a job, it was a little bit harder to have more of a structure in my day because it was just like, right now I'll get up, but we're in lockdown. What else do I do now? Okay, I'll just sit in my room. Um, but now I'm working. I, I definitely have more of a structure in my life and I look forward to my days off. I'm so grateful for my days off because I can just live life and I can just be me without being sad. You, and also you said there about the gratitude. I completely agree with that because, you know, starting your day off with gratitude is starting your day off on a positive note. So then mm-hmm. that starts you off in the right direction for the rest of the day. And then also with manifestation, it's almost like what you, you're getting up in the morning and manifest and what kind of things you could do for TikTok. So like, that's still yeah. kind of the same thing. Cause I know that a manifestation, um, you know, kind of practice that, that I've been advised to do is to get up and write down, um, the things that you that would you know would be a successful day for you so that you know you can aim to to you know meet them so I suppose mm-hmm. that's the same as what you kind of do you get up in the morning you kind of think well what can I do for this and what could I yeah. do today that would you know improve other people and you know it's, it's that's all kind of like coincides together um yeah but you know it's also very well known that you know with depression it's not something that you know is cured like yes you definitely have improved and things like that but you know it's always going to be there Um, Mm and mental health is really really hard to overcome so you know whenever you maybe is there any points that you know that kind of negative you know feeling sort of creeps back in absolutely yeah absolutely and you know I'm only human I think I've got through the worst part of it now um and I don't I don't fully believe there's a cure for depression but going back to what we said earlier I think you become in charge of your own mind and I'm fully 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 in charge now like if I don't want to feel some way I'm not going to feel it and I'm I'm now strong enough to fight off those thoughts in my head don't get me wrong they still come back and they you know sometimes they bite me in the ass and I'm thinking I was not ready for that um but now it's more like okay right sit down Mia why is it you you're you're grumpy and why is it you're sitting here crying because has anything happened? And then I think, oh, okay, am I close to coming on my period? Is it just hormones? And then sometimes it is just, I'm just feel irritated and I feel upset. And I think, why me? You know, depression's back. And then I feel like I've lost track of all the work I've done. But what I started doing now is when I feel like that, I write down everything that I've achieved so far. And it's like, right, you've, you've got yourself a really good job. 
you have helped 43,000 people on TikTok. Um, I've made a whole friendship group through TikTok, which is, you know, five girls that I absolutely love to pieces and they are my best friends now. So I write down that, you know, I had a FaceTime call with them tonight and that made me really happy. So instead of sitting there and just um, like laying in my bed and, and crying and being upset, I then force myself to get my notepad and be like, what are you grateful for? You know, because you're so lucky you're in this situation. Some people are only in the very beginning of their mental health journey and back where you were in November. Like you are so lucky and blessed that you've been able to do this. So it's sort of, I sort of give myself a little bit of a kick and it's like, come on, Mia. Like, it's not that bad. Yeah, life's a bit hard, but it's just in your brain. Because if I could have told myself back when I was, you know, having my worst suicidal thoughts, I would be where I am now. I would have literally said like, you're lying. I don't know. Like that's definitely not going to happen. Like you're really lying. But now I'm here. I'm like, you need to be so grateful. And yes, mental health is going to creep back up on me, but I'm in charge. Depression doesn't win. I win. You know, I will tell my brain that you're not, you're not going to feel like this today. We have not got time for this. We're too busy enjoying loving life. Like you don't have forever. Life is so short. And I never understood that. I never understood that because I always thought I don't want life. I don't want to be in my thirties. I don't want to get married. I don't want to have children. I'm not interested in going on holidays. I don't want to go for meals. And now it's like, I would take every opportunity that I can get because life is so short. And do you think maybe like taking control of what you're going through, as you said, like you were experiencing from a very, very young age. Do you think, you know, mm-hmm. now if you look at yourself and compare yourself to then even, like it's nearly like a personality change? Oh, I am a completely different person. But even if you go back and if you want to do a bit of stalking, anyone that's listening, go back to my first video. My voice has completely changed. Like the way I talk is completely different and it's bizarre. Like if I'm feeling a bit like rotten one night, I'll go back and watch my videos and I'm just like, wow, I am so different. I am so different. So a bit of advice I would say to anyone before I started making TikTok videos and posting them, I used to do video diaries on my phone, weekly video diaries. Um, and they would just be in my camera roll. And I'm, I called it recovery. And I would film one video every Wednesday. And I used to then go back to the beginning and then look and you'd see an improvement. And that's when you're like, oh my God, I don't think I've got any better. But when I've gone back and watched that video, I'm talking completely different. I'm I'm excited about something. So I think definitely doing that, like a bit like journaling, documenting everything, because you don't notice the change in yourself until people come to you and they're like, oh, Mia, you seem a bit happier. Or like, you know, you're, you said yes to our plans last week. That was really weird for you. But you don't, you don't notice. Um, so I would say document everything, doing the video diaries. Even if you don't want to post anything, do a day in the life on TikTok and put it in your drafts and never post it, but you've got it. And that's the nice thing. A lot of people that follow me have started doing a day in the life of, of not letting depression ruin their twenties, which is incredible. So I absolutely love that people started doing it. Yeah, it is like a lot. I've seen a couple as well, do you know, and it is that motivational factor as well. But, um, do you, you know, what kind of things would, would be, it would entail in that kind of video diary just for people that maybe do want to practice that? What kind of, would it be an example for like something you do? Um, so if like the ones that I did just sitting down and talking to the camera, I would just be very honest because I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone apart from myself. So I only, I know myself better than anyone else. So I, I would sit there and I would say, you know, I'm feeling really rubbish today. I think I'm feeling rubbish because of this, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's just my head. And I would sit there and I would I would cry to the camera. And then I'll come off and be really embarrassed that I've just done it and be like, okay, I'm not going to look at that. Like, I'm not going to look at it. Um, but whenever like a, 
I knew I'd always do on a Wednesday and whenever like a, a certain emotion would occur or it was a bit of a quiet afternoon or I was feeling really happy, I'll get the camera out and do my video diary. And it'd be like a 30 second clip of me literally just talking. Um, and then you watch them back when you you feel ready and you you want to notice a bit of an improvement, you go and watch it back. But then with the with the day in the life, like I was saying, like even if you just filmed your day and put it in your drafts and just watch what you get up to, you watch it back in such a different way because you filmed it and it all like, like comes together and you just think, wow, I really achieved a lot today. So just film yourself putting your feet on the floor and getting out of bed. Film yourself eating your breakfast. Film yourself turning the shower on you know um with a friend going for a walk and then you look at it back and think I've done loads today like well done me like I've actually achieved something today so um yeah I would really recommend it to people I think it's one of the best things that you could ever do do you think maybe you know in the future you're going to start incorporating things like what you're doing now like you know being more vocal in maybe different other platforms and things like that like do you see anything else like do you have any aspirations yeah, I would, I would really, really love to. Um, and I, I run a, um, Facebook group, um, it's called mental matters with Mia and it's a community Facebook group where everyone can talk on there and girls come on and they say, hi, um, I'm feeling really low tonight. Can anyone talk? And it's got over 200 members and you'll get like 10 girls on there. Like I would love to chat, DM me and people made friends for life on there. So I have thought about like, um, extending that and making it, making something bigger. Um, and also looked on open a mental health charity. I know there's a lot, um, but it would just be nice to do something for maybe the younger generation, you know, something more social media linked, um, like having a chat room that they could come and talk to. But the mental health group has been incredible because I think in the beginning, I felt like a lot of pressure to look after a lot of people. I remember saying to my friend Meg, I I said, it's getting too much. I can't reply to all these DMs. So we sat down together and we made this mental health group. And since then, people said, please, can I join? And they come and join. They speak to people and, you know, they post pictures and they all talk like majority of the day. They all they all chat on there. So, um, yeah, that's one thing I've done that has been amazing because I, I feel like I can give back a little bit rather than, you know, people just watching me all day. They can talk to each other. And I was on live the other day on TikTok and I was chatting to everyone. And this girl came on and she said, um, Mia, I just want to say thank you because I found my best friend because of you. And they live miles apart, but they're best friends now. And they're planning on meeting when lockdown's over. And she met her through the Facebook group, which is crazy. I can't even imagine how how good that would make you feel, though. Just like seeing that you're creating friendships, you're, you know, making like helping people's recovery processes. Yeah. Just, just because you went on. And like, I think that that story, your story in particular is outstanding because, you know, like, you know, older people would get kind of you know portray a bad light on social media and say oh social media is on social media is the wrong thing to do if you're in recovery stay away from social media you know stay away from this it's only going to bring bad light into the world it's not going to help you mm-hmm. improve you need to see the outside but your story is different and it's it, like starting a charity and linking that with social media would be amazing because yeah. social media is always going to be a big part of our lives from from now in like it's just going to it's going to get bigger and I think you know showing younger people that you can portray yourself in a good way in social media and and only take positive things in is really really important and absolutely and just even to finish off me what kind of advice would you give someone if you know straight on advice if someone came up to you and said Mia like I really you know I'm my lowest point what what would you tell me 
I would literally say the words, it will get better. From someone that has survived depression and a pretty bad case at the age of 21 to ready to, you know, give letters out to my family and end my life the next day, I would I would say, I promise you it gets better. And I have been told this millions of times and never believed anyone. But from someone that survived it and came out the other end and has changed my life around, I promise you it gets better. Um, and just keep fighting. You've got to keep fighting. You can't give up because depression is an illness. You know, once you're in charge of your brain and and it's your body, you can be in charge. So once you you've got power over that, you can do anything. So just keep on fighting. I would never ever give up. And is there life's too short. Hundred percent. Life is too short, and it's it's that kind of change in mindset that you know life is too short. Like like you know your world's your oyster, and try and you know live it the best way you possibly can. And um, just before, is there anything maybe you'd recommend that without TikTok, you know, maybe something you use? Did you use any resources or counselling or anything like that? No. So I, I on that sort of stuff, I'm you know I never really I didn't have any counselling. Um, I I went on medication. Percy, that didn't didn't work for me but you know like I was saying it's different for everyone the first thing that you can do that will help you is going to speak to someone speak to someone you trust whether that's a teacher at school whether that's a parent whether that's a friend or a sibling um or or you know a man in a in a shop that you see every day that you trust and have a good relationship talk to someone even if you say to someone like you know what today I feel really down they'll go what's wrong and then you may open up about everything um but personally for me I didn't have any counseling I know a lot of people have benefited benefited from um talking therapy and um like there's there's places that are called time to talk um here and things like that that you can register for but a lot of those things have a waiting list because there is a lot of people in the UK that suffer from mental health issues so I think it's a little bit harder but once you've spoken about it and accepted the fact that maybe you're a little bit you're not well and you need a little bit of help as soon as I stepped into that doctor's surgery that was the first step of of me getting better and as much as I always put it off because I never wanted to be put on medication that is what I needed at the time and I got that from a health professional just as someone to sit there and go tell us what's the matter you know even though it was just a GP and I know that they're very busy and she would have forgot about me by the next appointment it was just someone that wanted to listen to me and she said you know she diagnosed me and she said you know I think Mia you do have depression and it was hearing those words and it was like finally I know what's wrong with me now I'm not just crazy I'm I'm unwell I have depression I have I, I have mental health issues um and as soon as she gave me those tablets it was a bit of like a second shot at life I was like right I'm doing something here so I just you know I just think being so open with everyone around you and honest of how you're feeling it's not something to be embarrassed about um you're not you know you're not going to be like this forever life will get better um and being you know and I speak for for males and females in our 20s it's a very hard time of life and we're sort of figuring out who we are and what we want to be and you know some people are getting married some people are having babies some people are buying houses some people are in uni life is difficult at this age um but just know that what you're doing now is important and you're valued and this is for you so even if you're just spending your Monday morning going to the GP surgery because you think you have mental health issues that is a step in the right direction you should be super proud of yourself because it's one of the most difficult things you'll ever do in your life. 
Yeah, opening up is the hardest part. Um, as you said, even when you mentioned there about, you know, other people are at different stages in their life. Everyone has their own life experiences. And, you know, self-comparison is just not something you need to be practicing. You know, no. we're, all, we're all different. We're all going to be doing like people get have children a lot earlier than everyone else. You know, people don't get have children. People get don't get married. People get married. You know, we're all different. We're all living our own lives. And that's what mm-hmm. we need. We need to focus on ourselves and the people that are important around us. And your Absolutely. story is absolutely absolutely phenomenal so inspirational and you're going thank to you so well Mia you should honestly be so proud of yourself um, oh, thank you and I'm so glad I'm so th- thankful that you could talk to me today um, I know everyone's going to absolutely love this because there's some really interesting points that I've never even heard myself and I've talked to quite a lot of people with this kind of the same journey um but I thought I loved it and um I'm going to link your account so that everyone, because you need to, it's one of my favorite TikTok <laughs> accounts, so you, you will not regret it. So I'm going to all that for everyone to have a wee look on Instagram as well. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So I hope you all enjoyed that. I really applaud Mia for joining today because, you know, it can be really difficult to talk to someone you don't really know about moments and times that you know she doesn't really want to remember and as she said there was really low points discussed and from a perspective that you know I've never heard before about the lack of motivation almost laziness and how her family you know kind of perceived her personality just to be like that that's what they thought that she was like and it was on she was unaware of what was going on in her life and her mind um but one of the main takeaways is opening up is genuinely one of the best things you can do and from that point onwards you know you're never going to be alone um but I'm going to finish up there and I wish you all a lovely day and um, thank you for listening and I will see you all next week on the mental health scoop